Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 265 of Hooked on Sports. My name is Sean Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening to this podcast once again. And look, we, we, we have a lot to get into today and we have a, a short amount of time to take care of that. So I want to go over some, some big time news in the in the world of the Olympics in, in, in regards to the 2028 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. I'll get into some baseball and 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 the rain, the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros. I'll get into the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. Some and I'll get into how, where where I felt going into each of those series. Uh, but but of course we got to start with. Uh, with 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 caught with the NFL and college football, the, the, there was so much going going on. I think there are so many takes that have takes in 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 the realms of college, uh, in the realms of the of the NFL. So the, the, there are six games uh, in in my uh, in my opinion, and, and maybe uh, and include from Sunday, and then the Thursday and Monday night games from, from this week that that have their takes. I want to start though with the with the Cleveland Browns of the San Francisco 49ers because from Sunday because I I told you preseason I had the Browns making the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns have this unbelievable ability uh, to play championship level defense uh, based based on based on how, how the roster is constructed, how the defense is constructed. How, as to how Jim Schwartz what uh, uh, was the perfect guy was the perfect hire uh, to co- coach this defense up, but I didn't expect this. I did not expect the Cleveland Browns the the, the way their quarterback situation was the with the way Deshaun Watson has torpedoed the season because because of injury to to uh, to come off that bye week and knock off the best team in the NFL on the San Francisco 49ers. Ending their undefeated undefeated season, and and PJ and PJ Walker, let's face it, PJ Walker outplayed Brock Purdy for sixty minutes. PJ Walker outplayed Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers for sixty minutes on on Sunday. And look, Brock Purdy just was not great, and. And I think the biggest year, but if each and every single year of the Kyle Shanahan era, go going into a season, has been the quarterback position, and Brock Purdy was terrible. Twelve of twenty-seven, hundred twenty-five yards passing, a touchdown and interception. He was sacked three times, had a QBR of forty point one, and and had a passer rating of fifty-five point three. But meanwhile, meanwhile, P.J. Walker, uh, he made the big throws when it mattered the most in, in the second half, and he was able to lead his team to victory, and he was able to uh to 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 make sure when all things are being all things being equal here, so uh, that 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 the play that the throws to 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 set to set up the 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 drives for the field goals. Yeah, in in uh, down the stretch, the field goals to end, to win the game, and and he and he was and he was able to to take care of business 
uh, on all that. And also, San Francisco what was was I thought played well defensively again. So, but offensively, you you look at what what an offense is like without Christian McCaffrey and without Debo Samuel, and both are and both are very much in the air when it comes to the matchup next week against Minnesota. So San Francisco. So with all things being considered, I I I think there there are some concerns about. About the death of the offense, and and, and of course that they were they were healthy all of last year, and and they've been healthy to start to start this year, and why they've been winning so many games. So, but but Brock Purdy, let let's let's face it, has been shielded by by the genius and the greatness of Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and 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 George Kittle and. That, and, and Trent Williams uh, on that offensive line, and, and Brock Purdy, so was a recipient of 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 maybe the of the best supporting cast in the in the NFL, and two of their and, and two of their uh, uh, two of their big time time players went down, and and Brock Purdy turned into a pumpkin. Now, I still think all well, all things being uh, be, being said here. I think San Francisco is still the best team in the NFL. I still think their defense is unbelievable. I still think uh, when, when, when healthy, San Francisco it has it going on offensively, and and and, and that and that's that's great and well. But if the 49ers uh, can't uh, can't uh, can't function uh, without Christian McCaffrey, without Debo Samuel, if and, and if Brock Purdy can't elevate. Uh, the the level of play around him with um uh, uh, can't elevate um a football team when you're when you have Jordan Mason and Ray Ray McLeod uh, running the football and and you have Jawan Jennings um uh, and and Brandon Ayuk as your as your top two wide receivers if if Jawan Jennings is your WR two and and you have to rely on on someone other than the, other than Ayuk to to catch the football, I think uh, San Francisco is is going to be vulnerable all of a sudden against teams in the uh, in the NFC like Seattle and Philadelphia. So I think this is this is a big deal that we're talking about San Francisco from a negative standpoint. So I think San Francisco is, is going to is going to bounce back. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to get his team focused. I think they're going to smash the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football next week in Minneapolis, and then this will will lead to a what I think is going to be a big measuring stick here for San Francisco, uh, going up against Cincinnati with with the Bengals team coming off a bye week, so. I think there are some concerns with San Francisco, but I still think they're the best team in the uh, in the NFL. I still I still think they're the best team in the NFC, and, and, and I think they're very much in the conversation to to represent uh, to, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl for this upcoming season. And and as for the Browns, I I, I, I and I think they're, they're they're a playoff team. I think. The Cleveland Browns look the part of a playoff team. Uh, they know how to go after the quarterback. Their defensive line is outstanding. Their, their secondary is incredible. I, I, I would argue they have the best secondary 
in the NFL, bar none. Denzel Ward's a freak. Greg Newsom is terrific. And I think the the the, the Browns are are very much uh very much in the conversation now. Uh, we'll have to see about the quarterback situation. We'll say we'll have to see about that. But if the Cleveland Browns can can actually get their quarterback situation straightened out and, and have the quarterback play at a higher level compared to what 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 has been shown so far in the in this regular season, I think you very much need to uh, take the Cleveland Browns seriously as a threat to Miami and Kansas City in the AFC. So that so that was a statement win for the Cleveland Browns there. Um, this this is another game that I think uh, is going to be going to produce some eye opening results. As I've been saying on my Philadelphia Eagles commentary, the the the, the Eagles look off offensively. Now I did not expect them to lose to Zach Wilson. But isn't isn't this a, a isn't a, don't these uh, sound alarms? If you are a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, because it, cer- it certainly does for me. And I did not pick Philadelphia to go back to the Super Bowl. I did not pick Philadelphia to go back to the NFC Championship game because of the, because of of the concerns I have with the quarterback when when uh, when when push comes comes to shove here, and Jalen Hurts who. who very much deserved everything that came his way, uh, on the basis of his performance last season. He was, uh, he was in the conversation for league MVP. He was, I think, he was the runner-up for league MVP last year, and I, th- I and and the Eagles, uh, went went to the Super Bowl and they, and they put up th- they they lost to a Mahomes team by three points, and and, and now you're seeing Jalen Hurts turn. Into a double agent against the best team against the best defenses in the NFL, and I and if if the Browns defense is considered number one in the NFL, I I think the Jets have a serious case uh, a serious case to make for being n- number three or a, a top five defense, may, maybe number four, be, number three, maybe in some circles number two. So because if you look at what the Jets have done. To, to the best quarterbacks in the uh, that that they've seen, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns and eight interceptions. Think about that for a second. So th- they they've held Josh Allen one touchdown, three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes one touchdown, two interceptions, and and the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts one touchdown, three interceptions. And, and 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 they won two of those three games, and and, and the Eagle, and, and so far this season the Jets are three and three because uh, because the quarterback has not been uh, playing up to par, and and and, and this is a, a Jets team that that's beaten Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and lost to Mac Jones. Imagine what the imagine what the conversation would have been had the Jets beat Mac Jones. The the, the 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 Jets, in, in my view, were the were the third or fourth best team, in the, or more like the fourth best team in the AFC going into the season, and 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 they showed very much on Sunday, with with, with the way uh, that they they made Jalen Hurts um make make mistakes and 
and, and put a lot of pressure on, uh, forced Jalen Hurts not to make the throws that he wanted to make, and 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 being and being able to uh, to to dominate at a high level, and and, and play uh, unbelievable football for uh, for sixty minutes, and it was the very first time in franchise history, crazy but true, that that the Jets had defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. So I, I, I think this is a, a, a tremendous win for the Jets. One of the best wins the Jets have had in 10 years. And, and, and now the Jets have, to ha- have, a, have a case to make that they can go on a run here and win. Uh, go on a nice little winning streak going into Thanksgiving. So, so they, they have two weeks to get ready for the Giants. That, that, that I think it feels like a win even though... I'm very much concerned about the Jets' offensive line going up against the Giants' uh, defensive line, and now the front seven's looking like the defense is looking like a strength for the Giants. So I, I'm very fascinated uh, to see if the if the Jets uh, can can go in or can can beat the Giants uh, coming off the high that that they've had. So and, and I think it's crazy that that it, it, every single week. Uh, that the the team that that, that was lauded the most as uh, so, uh, at the end of the week by, by the media pundits lost the following week because you had the uh, you had the um you, know, you had yeah the forty ers coming off the high of beating Dallas losing to Cleveland the week before you had the Bills um who 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 trounced the Dolphins by by twenty eight points lose to Jacksonville. And, and 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 now you and then you have the Jets, of course, after Week One, beating Buffalo, losing to Dallas. So I I think the Jets are very much talking about that. And 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 from an Eagles standpoint, Eagles are five and one. Best part about that is the league doesn't is not going to make you give back your victories. But but there is something off with the twenty twenty three Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles just simply don't have to have the feel. They they don't have that they don't have the magic sauce that that got them to the Super Bowl last year. And the the Eagles right now are five and one. The uh the doll uh they have a they have the game of the week coming up this weekend against uh on Sunday night against your Miami Dolphins. And and, and I'm very concerned about. It's about the Eagles go- going forward here. Now, I think it's going to be a, t- a tough game to pick because it's the Eagles coming off a loss and the Dolphins coming off wins against the Giants and the Panthers, two teams that don't exactly exude uh, exude anything close to greatness. So, so, th- so the Eagles n- n- need to show uh, there's some sort of resiliency. Uh, coming up this uh, uh, this upcoming weekend against a very well coached Miami Dolphins team coming uh coming up this Sunday night, I'm very concerned about so uh, about about the level of play here when it, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, 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 spe- speaking of uh, speaking of the Giants, I I can't believe uh, the result of that game on on Sunday night with the Giants and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I mean, f- I mean, f- first first of all, uh, uh, it it. it it was a miracle the Giants made it that close, given how how they were without their left tackle, given that how they were without uh, without the quarterback, and and 
and to and take out the uh, the the end of half sequence in both the first and the half of the second half, take those out, and the and the Giants outplayed the Buffalo Bills on, on the road in prime time as fourteen point underdogs. Let let let's make sure that we're clear on that. Wake Bartendale's defense had a tremendous game. Bobby Okereke looked like Fred Warner out there, making making a lot of tackles and making uh, and utilizing his instincts to the best. By the way, that was a great pickup by Joe Shane, and Joe Shane is is is, is still shows why he was my number one choice to be the Giants GM in the first place, and 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 all that. But so, but 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 with with the Giants, the, that that and the first half sequence was mind numbing. So the, the Giants had a first and goal at the at the one yard line with 14 seconds left, no timeouts, and Tyrod Taylor calls an audible to hand the ball to Saquon Barkley. Barkley doesn't make it, and, the, and then the off- and then the offense doesn't realize they have no, they had no timeouts left, and they weren't able to get a, get a playoff to end the first half. And, and and that was and and that was some terrible clock uh, clock management by Tyrod Taylor at the end. That he's got to know better about that. And and, and Brian Dave, of course, uh, was talking to Melissa Stark on the NBC broadcast. That that he he couldn't give a reasonable answer to to the Giants' incredible first half performance on defense, which uh about that. And that, then the Bills go down. They, uh, they 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 score a pair of touchdowns, and um, and 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 both of those touchdowns, the Giants' defense made the Bills earn. Uh, they 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 forced the Bills to go on on, on lengthy drives to, uh, to to score the touchdown. So 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 then the, the Giants up for, uh, Giants down fourteen nine, uh, and uh, they they get the ball back with a minute twenty left. And then they go. They drive down the field, and then after a, pa- a pass interference call, which was rightfully called, so they they went in. They had a, a they had an untimed down, and 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 Tyrod Taylor threw, threw a shot to Darren Waller that should have been called the holding penalty. So, but, but I digress. Uh, the, the Bills survive and, and win and win that game. But can can you feel any good about the about the bills and, and how they've been playing because there was some there was some easy throws that uh, in my, from what i saw that Josh Allen missed i i, th- I thought the, uh, the 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 offensive line look, looked off i i think the, the i think the um the, the play calling and and the game plan by Ken Dorsey was terrible in the first half that they, they need I I wanted to see the Bills be more aggressive and and they just weren't able to uh, to do that and 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 the and the lack of confidence and, and the lack of it's uh, and the lack of believability uh, from this Bills offense given uh, the way they they gave that game away to Jacksonville the prior the, the week prior and, and and all that so I'm very much concerned about the Buffalo Bills. I still think they're going to win a lot of games because because of uh, because of Josh Allen, and, and, and who uh, who, uh, who of course was my preseason pick for league MVP, and now I'm not exactly feeling that right now. I think it's going to be more uh, of of a Tua Tagovailoa type of award this year for NFL MVP. So I I think it's going to be. Uh, a, t- a tough sled of things, and I just don't think the Bills have that Super Bowl feel. So, so 
But the Bills will get will get will have a, a get right game against the Patriots next week uh, at Foxborough. And speaking of the Patriots, quick check on the Patriots. They're dead. Ma- uh, the, the 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 New England Patriots in in, in in all objectivity, the the New England Patriots are the worst team in the AFC. But the the new uh, it is a sentence that I would not never in a million years that I would utter under under Bill Belichick. But said, but but the Patriots just lost to Josh McDaniels again. Think about that. That the the, the, pa- the Patriots have seen. Josh McDaniels as an opponent three times as the as the um, as the head coach. And, and the first one, first year was two thousand. First time was two thousand nine. The, the Broncos were five and zero. That was the year the Patriots couldn't couldn't buy a victory on the road. Uh, and the, and they 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 got crushed by the Broncos uh, that year. Then of course McDaniels got fired the next year. Denver then returned to New England as. An offensive coordinator for uh, for the, for ten years before going going to the Raiders last year. And of course, you had the the crazy lateral play uh, last year. And so that was basically the difference between playoffs and no playoffs for the Patriots. And then then you have this disaster last year uh, on last weekend on Sunday, and, and they and they weren't able to. To, to, uh, to get it done against the Raiders, that 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 was a uh, a, a dreadful performance, um, but um, by, by everybody involved. When, when you look at the receivers, when you look at the uh, when you look at Mac Jones, who some uh, who who just did, didn't have it going on, and and you and you had the the, the Nance Momo crew, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt by, in in the early in the game. Uh, he was he was uh, he left due to injury, and uh, and Mac Jones uh, couldn't make the couldn't make the throws when it mattered the most, and and he his his QBR was twenty four point one, which which was not good uh, at all here. So 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 that that's why we we're talking about the, about the Raiders. Going on a little run here. They're three and three. I think think they might have another win coming up against Chicago next week. So, uh, but 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 all, all all things considered, it was it was a uh, an ugly scene, uh, performance again for the New England Patriots. But I I, I want to uh, 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 rattle off uh, a few more takes. The Lions are now five and one. The, the Lions just dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty to six. That they were able to, uh, to to dominate on the ground despite David Montgomery so get, get, getting knocked down because of, because of injury, and then Jared Goff t- took over from there. Um, the three hundred fifty three yards passing, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, a seventy eight point seven QBR. Amon St. Brown, 12 catches, 124 yards, a touchdown. J- Jamison Williams, a, a, a touch, a touchdown. And, and despite not be, being able to, uh, not being able to be multi-dimensional offensively, they're they're still able to uh, to uh, to accumulate nearly 400 yards of offense. And, and and I knew that the Buccaneers were gonna were gonna come back down to earth a little bit here. Uh, when when it came to Baker Mayfield, who who very much looked like the Baker Mayfield that I, I expected uh, before the season began, and and he just simply wasn't good at all. 
37, 206 yards, an interception, a QBR of 23.0. So that that was not not a good, a good performance at all from the Buccaneers. But that that that's more of what what I expected. Uh, pre, uh, more of more of the norm. So credit Tampa for both for getting off to their three and one start before the bye week. But I just think it's going to be downhill from from here on out when you look at when you look at it from Tampa 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 Bay Buccaneers perspective. I I think the most underrated storyline from from Sunday was was that the Cincinnati Bengals uh, made a huge statement with it, with the victory over a well-rounded, well-coached Seattle Seahawks team because 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 after the the after the performance against Arizona where. Where Jamar Chase had the 192 receiving yards and three touchdowns game, that that the that the Cincinnati Bengals needed to show that they could win a different style of fight against a against a, a better team, and, and and I think Seattle was that was that perfect measuring stick for them going into their bye week because Seattle was coming off their bye week. They weren't going to have 11 sacks like they did uh, before their bye week against the Giants, but the the expectations remain the same. I I I and and the Seahawks um uh made fewer plays in Cincinnati, and now you're starting to see Cincinnati uh, generate some confidence at 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 a at a pretty opportune time here. So, I think that was an underrated story, uh, underrated part of Sunday. That was a great a great job by by Joe Burrow and the Bengals to uh, to overcome. Some deficiencies when it, well in, on the offensive line here, and, and now third now now I want to uh, touch in on Thursday night and Monday, Monday night football. Um, the, the the Chiefs were able to take care of business against the Broncos, and I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Again, they did not look great, but uh, but they found ways to win games, and they found ways to cover games that the. Said that the Chiefs were ten and a half point favorites, and they and a field goal at the end allowed them to cover. I I give give the Broncos defense credit for how they for how they hung tough again and stayed in that game. But I, I still think the Chiefs are not even close to playing at the, at the at the high level of football that I expect them to, and I still think the Chiefs are going to be the one seed in the AFC, and I think they're still. Uh, going go, going to find a way to to win football games in in the month of January. It's just, so I think that that's uh for, that's where I stand for the Chiefs. And and, and as for the Chargers, eh, Brandon Staley, uh, I had no idea what he was doing again, and and the Cowboys found found a way to win, uh, despite it being very ugly. But but Brandon Staley's coaching decisions again. Have have been crazy. I mean, I was so fourth and one, uh, uh, at the at the Cowboys six yard line with with the way the the Cowboys stopped the Chargers on on, on the runs, and, and instead of, that I didn't understand him a lot of what, uh, Brandon Staley did, uh, in 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 real time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the decision making for Brandon Staley was terrible, but also, uh, and Justin Herbert wasn't great uh, uh, for the for the Chargers uh, on uh, on on Monday Night Football. That uh, he 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 could have been better. 
I mean, it's, sometimes you you also got to credit the Cowboys' defense for for some of that, but uh, th- there was there was still throws that Justin Herbert should have made, and and and, and I think and I think that that would have been uh, a a service to him and his team for him doing that, and then. Uh, so so I think that that was a a brutal um result here for the Chargers and also the Chargers defense wasn't that great on because their third down defense wasn't particularly any good um in in the big moments because uh, the Cowboys got uh, af- after being stymied on third down for much of much of the night did uh, on, on that game winning drive they were able to uh to uh to uh, convert some uh, tough third downs, and they were able to move the chains, keep the uh, keep Justin Herbert off the field, and keep the clock going. So I, I and and force the Chargers to burn all their timeouts in the in the process. So I I think the Cowboys uh, sh- sh- uh you got uh, the win to win to win. The league's not going to give them back. But now the Cowboys uh will go into the bye week look, looking for ways to improve their roster, and and, and looking for ways to. Uh, to, to show the credibility and the believability of this Dallas Cowboys team. So, very much looking forward to, to that. Um, we'll, of course, break down all the games in Week 7 of the NFL coming up this Thursday. We have we have 13 games on the schedule for the NFL, 6 teams on bye. And, and I also want to, want to sprinkle in a, a little bit of college football here because there were some eye-opening results. Uh, from, from the weekend, uh, and I want to start with Washington and Oregon. That was a tremendous football game. Went 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 back and forth. Went down to the wire. So, but Michael Penix Jr. Made, uh, is a is a start of a quarterback, and and he, and he made the big time throws. When it mattered the most, uh, uh, of course, the uh, game a game winning touchdown with with less than a minute to go. Oh, actually, a little more than a minute to go, uh, be, between. Washington and Oregon, uh, there was a, a serious case to be made that they were the two best teams in the Pac-12, and, and both both were unbelievable. Yeah, the college game day ambiance, and 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 I thought Washington uh, come comes away with a tremendous victory. And, and you 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 guys heard Dan Lynch uh, preseason, and that's why we do those interviews. That that the Pac-12 was legitimately legit this year. And you have a lot of teams uh, that that are that are so that that play high high level football, and and, and that's and that's what you saw from Washington, and that's what you saw from Oregon, and and the, and it, it shows to show you how so how well rounded this football team is. So uh, so I so Washington is very much in the conversation to go to the college football playoff, and and. and and I and I'm looking uh, looking forward to see how Washington is able to uh, to handle their prosperity. So, but but I really want to see see how Georgia responds after losing Brock Bowers, presumably for the rest of the regular season with with an with an ankle injury. And, and boy, that that's got to stink if you are if you are Carson Beck if you're if you're a Georgia football because the, because there is a legitimate case that Brock Bowers has been the best player in college football. Um, all things considered, all season, and and the way and, and the way they've been able to dominate on, on the ground, uh, and they've been able to dominate, uh, has has been unbelievable. And Brock Bowers has has been a difference maker multiple times this season. You you look specifically at that Auburn game a couple of weeks ago, 
and and, and now they, they they need to uh, find a way to progress without without Brock Bowers. But the Georgia's recruiting has been unbelievable, and and, and that's gonna be that's gonna be put to the test coming up in a couple of weeks for 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 Georgia. So. So, so that that's a big a big time game uh, a big time low here for Georgia. Other te- uh, the other teams you need to consider uh, for for uh, for the college football playoff conversation. Now that we're pretty much halfway through the college football season, you got Georgia, you got Michigan, you got uh, you have Texas, you have um, a Florida State uh, who, who 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 dominate who. Who who's uh beat, beat living hell out of Syracuse over the weekend? So, so of course, Florida State was gonna win that one. You have Washington, uh, of course, in the conversation with with, with their victory. And you, you Oklahoma, uh, the, um, they have to be put in the conversation because they're on they're uh unbeaten in the Pac-12 and they they look like the best team in the Pac-12. And then Penn State and Ohio State uh, are are the two that uh, that round out, and College Game Day and Fox Big Noon kickoff are both going to be in Columbus, Ohio, uh, for for, the, for that game. And and I'm telling you, I think Penn State's a better team. I I think, uh, I think all things considered, and uh, Kyle McCord has been really solid all season, and he he's been he's been good with 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 protecting the football, but. I think Penn State's legit, especially when you look at their defense. And I think, and I think Penn State is gonna go on the road and beat Ohio State this weekend. That that's just how I'm how I see it. I I, I trust uh, I right now trust uh, Penn State more than Ohio State. And look, Ryan Day had that big time victory. Uh, Ohio State has the best victory of any team this season going. On the road and beating the Irish, the Notre Dame, uh, the Fighting Irish in South Bend, and I think that's a monster deal. When when you look at the uh, look at the recruiting, uh, going forward here for for Ohio State and Ryan, uh, and the Ryan Day era, uh, but but Penn State, I I, I feel I, I feel pretty confident in, in in them. I think you got you gotta watch out for them, but. But and speaking of Notre Dame, that a great job by Notre Dame uh, knocking off USC. I don't think USC is. Uh, uh, I'm going to be proven wrong on USC unless they win out. I just don't think that's going to happen with Washington and Oregon coming up on their schedule. They're not going to win both of those games. So and and, and they got and they got to face um uh, and they got to face Utah this week. Doesn't feel like a win there either. So that was a, a that was an unacceptable defeat. Uh, in my opinion, for uh, for for USC and the way they lost and the way they they, uh, they got spanked by by the Irish, so a, on a, a terrible uh, loss there for um for um USC. And, and we also have some Olympics news for for you because the International Olympic Committee. Um, uh, announced the, the the new sports that that are going to be added, uh, for the twenty twenty eight Summer Olympics, uh, in in Los Angeles in twenty twenty eight. So, um, so the, uh, the so so the IOC announced that they're going to bring bring baseball, softball, 
They're going to bring cricket. They're going to bring flag football. They're going to bring 6x6 lacrosse and squash as additional sports for for the program and 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 this this is uh, uh this is going to be exciting for uh, for for the US sports fan uh with 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 football with um uh, with with American football um you have you have baseball softball and you have lacrosse all, all of them are big time sports in in, in different parts of, of the of of the country of course I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the New England and and Long, and Long Island as as a hotbed for lacrosse in 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 um around the country, and it's going to be showcased as as an Olympic sport. So, uh, so that that's um I think if you are a lacrosse fan, if you are a an American football fan, you've got to be very excited about the ILC news that came out uh, this week about sports being added to the program. And, uh, and then finally, I want to round out today's podcast by discussing the the the, uh, the baseball playoffs and the, the league championship series. So, so for the record, my official picks uh, uh, that th- that I made, I I picked the Astros to win in seven, I, and I picked the Phillies to win in six games over the Arizona Diamondbacks in the in the National League Championship Series. So, and, and, but I want to start with the Rangers because the Rangers are now seven and zero in in the postseason. They've won seven straight games, and and, and, and the Rangers pulled off uh, a couple of outstanding victories um, in Houston against the Astros, uh, against Justin Verlander, and against from from Valdez. So that Jordan Montgomery outpitched Justin Verlander in Game One, and then and then Nathan Eovaldi, who of course was was. As, uh, was one of the heroes of the 2018 Red Sox and and their quest to win, uh, the uh, to win the uh the World Series that year, a pitch incredible. He he pitched into and out of trouble, but I think I think no 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 um uh, spot in in this series has been more consequential uh than that in the bottom of the fifth inning with the bases loaded, nobody out. The the Rangers are up by three runs, and he uh, he gets he, uh, he gets uh. Yanzi Diaz the strikeout. He gets Jose Altuve to strikeout, and then gets um, uh, Alex Bregman to ground out to end the inning and get and get out of that jam unscathed. And, and then the uh, the, uh, the Rangers held off the Astros rally and held off Jordan Alvarez and the and company again, and 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 hold on for a five four victory. And and now the Rangers are in firm command of the series. They have all they have to do is win two out of three in Arlington, and they, and they are. And they will have won the American League pennant, which which is crazy when you when you look at look at it from that Rangers perspective here. And, and without Jacob Degrom for much of the season, without John Gray for parts of the season, without Max Scherzer down the stretch, and now that they have Scherzer and Gray coming back for for for, for these games, we of course had to see so what Scherzer's like coming off the injury. But, but but he wasn't pitching great leading into the injury, so 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 a, a, a game for a big game for the Astros uh, for uh, and for the Rangers too because you don't want uh, the Astros to sniff a comeback whatsoever here. So 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 get so give give them credit where credit is due, and and the Rangers deserve a lot of credit. And 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 Chris Young is a gem as a general manager. He's done an unbelievable job. 
um, constructing this team and, and, and allowing the rain uh, and 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 convincing the Rangers to to pour resources into you know, into the uh, to, into the into baseball uh, baseball operations and their and the, that price is paying off uh, very well there. And meanwhile, as to the Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks, if the, I picked the Phillies in six, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that after one game, uh, the the Phillies had it going on early and often. You had the home runs from. Uh, Kyle Schwarber to lead off. That was a monster shot to lead off. Bryce Harper homering on his birthday. Nick Castellanos, uh, another home run. Five home runs in his last three games for Nick Castellanos. He's been unbelievable. So I, I feel comfortable about the Phillies. I feel comfortable about the Texas, uh, about right, right now, about the Texas Rangers. Uh, right now, I feel better about them than I, than I do the Astros because the Astros have to win. Four out of five, and at least two out of three on the road. And they're probably going to need to win the three on the road, given uh, the lack of home field advantage that they've had for for the whole season. So, this so 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 that that that's uh, something to to wonder there. And, and then you also uh, some big baseball news out of the Marlins organization because because star general manager Kim Ng and the and the Marlins have parted ways. So because the the Marlins wanted to hire a a president of baseball operations uh, uh, over Kim Ng to uh for uh for 2024 and Kim Ng just didn't want any part of that and and look the the, the Marlins could have hired uh could uh, or could have promoted Kim Ng herself to be the president of baseball ops uh, given 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 the the whale of a job she's done. Uh, con- uh, constructing uh, and-, and rebuilding that franchise and-, and getting the Marlins to a surprise playoff appearance and, and ma- making the shrewd trade she made, of course, uh, bringing, in, uh, bringing in Jesus Luzardo in a trade, bringing in Luis Arise in a trade. That that was an unbelievable pickup and it was perfect for uh, for the new rules and perfect for for the ballpark uh, of Lone Depot parts. So, so that was a terrible job by... So by by the Marlins uh, for, for for not get for not um not not being able to keep her and and someone out there is going to be very lucky that they're going to land the services of Kim Ng. This this is not the last time she's going to be a general manager or or, or 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 anything above that in this league. So so good luck all of that for, for the Marlins. I I think the Marlins are going to win less than seventy games next year. I'm just 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 putting that out there. That's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. I'll be back here on the podcast on Thursday to to discuss Week 7 of the National Football League. Until then, this is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll I'll talk to you then. Stay Stay safe, everybody.